Hey, this is Adam Penapinto. I'm the pastor here at Hope Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a part of our Hope Covenant Church family, we would love to connect with you via social media on all social media outlets or on our website, hopecovenant.cc. I hope this word encourages, inspires, and challenges you in your daily walk with God as we dig deeper into his word. Let's jump right into today's message. Welcome, those of you that are watching online, those of you that are perhaps listening on our podcast. Hope Covenant, would you put your hands together? It's great to have you guys. We consider you a part of this family and want to encourage you, if you're ever in the Charlotte area, stop on by and we'll make you feel right at home, won't we, Hope Covenant? God cares. This message title is called God Cares. And I want to this morning, I want to tell you ahead of time, this is going to be an abbreviated message. I want to be sensitive to the fact that this is a holiday week and let you guys go and barbecue and uh, have your All-American weekend. I think that would be awesome. But I want everybody in here to, to really experience the Lord in a, in a precious way this morning. I was, uh, as I was seeking the Lord and putting together this message this week, I really felt a refreshing of the Lord. I felt like I had a, a, a cold glass of water on a really hot summer day, and it is a hot summer day today. Um, but I felt that as I was putting this message together, I just felt an incredible warmth and love of God. And I left, uh, I, I prepare in the booth up there. I just, I love the quiet in here during the week. And, and I was just experiencing a, 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 a care from God. I felt like he was expressing to me and wants me to express to you that he cares about the little things that you're going through. He cares about the things that matter to you in your mind that maybe you don't think this applies to this very thing. But how many of you know that Jesus is in the details and he cares about the details and they matter. And so I want to ask ask ourselves a series of questions today and start with this. Number one, who am I? Lord, what, what is my identity? What, what, who am I? When I ask this question, why do I feel insecure at times? Why do I feel like maybe you feel abandoned or you feel alone when you're going through things? And I want to go ahead and answer that question that the enemy always tries to isolate, always tries to make you feel alone like, like you are secluded. That's why when we went through this COVID season, I, I, I wish that we used a different word than, than distancing. I, I don't like distancing. I agree maybe socially, but I, distancing is not how we were created. So I totally disagreed with it because that's not what God intended. He intended that we would we live in community and fellowship, communion, common unity. I love that. Now, who am I in this season? That's another question I want to ask. Who, who am I right now? Who has God destined me to be that applies to this very season that he's, he wants to work in and through me? Who am I in the middle of, of maybe a transition or a change? Maybe you feel like your life is full of transition and you're wondering, when will it ever stop? Can I tell you the only thing that will never change is change? And if you are a forward thinker or a visionary or see the future, you will constantly be all about change that will never stop. Who am I and what is my purpose? David asked this, who am I that you are mindful of me? Solomon ponders in Ecclesiastes who he is and what his life is all about. And Jesus asked Peter, who do people say that I am? Jesus wasn't asking this because he didn't know. He was asking this so Peter would figure it out. I love that. You can't find your identity and know who you are and what you were created for until you discover who Jesus is 
and understand his value in your life. In other words, when God calls you to something, even in your career, I believe that our steps are ordered of the Lord and, and that we really it will just be going about the mundane. It'll just feel like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And that repetition and that routine, it can get exhausting in and of itself without any of the details in our life. Just that routine when we're not under the glory of the Lord and under the presence of the Lord where there's refreshing and direction and he brings purpose to the moment when we're separate from God we're separate from the purpose in the moment when we can't hear the voice of Holy Spirit when there's a blockage there and that's why this church there's there's a common thread through every message is like spend time in the presence of the Lord so you have clear direction and clear voice and that keeps you from being exhausted I, I said this years ago when I was when I was speaking at a church in Texas that I don't believe in burnout I don't believe it's a thing. I believe when you're under the presence of the Lord, there's refreshing for you every morning. His mercies are new every morning. The joy of the Lord is our strength. It's not our joy, it's his. Aren't you grateful for that? Because I could tell you that I run short. All have fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So who am I in when I feel insecure? When I look at the world today, let's face it, it doesn't feel secure. It's important that on Christ, the solid rock we stand because all other ground is certainly sinking sand. What that's saying is that there's a foundation that when we, when we, are, when we build on Christ and his agenda that is on solid ground. Otherwise, it's soft ground, and the structure cannot stand on soft ground. If you know anything about architecture and structure, it's always got to be solid ground for the structure to stand supported. And I don't know why we feel at times that we could survive outside of the presence of God. That is the structure that keeps us solid. We're all dealing with life's pressures. And I, I feel like pressure that many of us put ourselves under. It's like, why am I only here in life when I feel I should be here? Like, wh why, why am I only here and this far along when I feel like I should be here? And, and oftentimes we want to rush the moment and get through. It's like with this church, it, the Lord called us to do this. And the Lord has been really clear to me that you're here and not here because I don't want you to despise small beginnings. And there's a lesson in this moment for me that I'm loving that I've learned not to rush through, that God is establishing things and doing things not just with me, but in me that are important in this moment that I can't rush through. And so I want to ask you in this moment where you want to be here and you're like, why am I only here in life? What is God trying to do in you right now that you can't rush through? And if you do, you'll skip the very character that God wants to establish in you for his purpose. It's for his glory. You were designed for his glory. For his, you were designed to radiate worship to him. You're a worshiper. We are here to worship and enjoy his presence forever. But we make it difficult when we try to rush through the moment. Can I tell you something that maybe doesn't sound profound? Right now is anointed and destined and appointed for right now. Don't try to skip it. Don't try to rush it because God wants to do some things in you. We're always looking to the future, but when we're faithful in the little, God promotes us to much. I want to be faithful today because God cares about today, and he's trying to do things today that I don't want to miss. 
We're all dealing with life's pressures. So why, why, I, I, why am I only here when I feel like I should be here? Well, God gives us that there's something in you that, that is burning and that is of the Lord. Just make sure you don't get ahead of the Lord. It's good to have passion. I'm not trying to snuff out your passion. I'm just trying to say, whoa, sometimes we need to pull back and go, God, I just want to be in your stillness and hear your voice and know that you care about the right now. And he does. But many of you are probably asking, why, why am I not married? Why don't I have kids? Why do we have two miscarriages? Why am I not in a better position in my career? Why, why is my business not here and it's only here? What's, what's going on? We, we have more anxiety and more insecurity in today's culture than ever before because I believe we're on a wheel of performance and we've gotten outside of the ordination of God's timing. Man, I could tell you I've specialized in that where God has paused and said, hey, hold on. I want to do something right now. I want to talk to you for right now. And by the way, what you think you're called to is much smaller than what I've actually called you to. If we don't need God to do his purposes and accomplish his will, it's not big enough. You need to go back to the drawing board and say, Lord, I want something that I need you. Right now, there's some things with this church where I need God to move, and I love it. I'm walking by faith and not by sight, and I'm not under any pressure. I go to bed at night, and I lay my head on the pillow, and it's like relaxium sleep. Man, I just feel the glory of the Lord. I can, I can, because every care is at his feet, and I'm learning this process. And as a driven person, that is a difficult thing, and I could tell you I am a driven person. But I'm learning that if God's not the one driving, I'm in trouble. And that's difficult. That's difficult to go, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> that is difficult. I, I read there's these new Uber vehicles that are all over Phoenix, Arizona right now that drive themselves. I thought to myself, could I get in one of those? I don't think I could because I like to have my hands on the wheel and I'm like that in life, but God's going, hold on. I'm that automatic drive Uber vehicle. Just put on your seatbelt and get ready because here we go, baby. Just trying to give you a little illustration because that's how I feel. And, and literally the wheel like moves in the car. It's the, it, um, uh, what's John Christ? John Christ just did a whole video of it. He literally was in one and it stopped and it said, put your seatbelt on. And he was like, oh, what is going on? He recorded the whole thing. I can't believe it. It's like, wow, uh, we're here. This is, we're in the future now. Your legacy is your identity in reverse. I'm going to say that again. Your legacy is your identity in reverse. You will go as far as you know who you are in Christ Jesus. That's a fact. Gospel right there. The more secure you are in Christ is the further you will go and the further you will flourish through your identity of knowing who you are in Christ. When you know your identity in Christ, you know that you're not alone. You know you can count on Christ and that he will show up and show off in his timing when it's anointed and appointed. I've said it many times, a man makes his plans, but God ordains our steps. I'm looking for the ordination because that's where I go where only Christ can take me. You question his timing less when you confidently know that he orchestrates and appoints your destiny. Let's look at Moses who kind of nails this subject, not kind of, he nails this subject. So Moses was, if you remember, was under Pharaoh's rule and his mom saved him by putting him in a basket that floated down the Nile River and he was supernaturally discovered by Pharaoh's daughter and brought up in royalty. You guys remember that story of Moses? Moses' Egyptian name means son. 
His Hebrew name means drawn from the waters. I love the supernatural story of Moses. I love how God appointed and anointed his life for great things and and had a tremendous calling. And uh, we're going to continue to look here because I think this is so profound for us today. Moses, he was clearly chosen by God, but check this out. Moses was 80 years old when God communicated to him what his assignment was to lead. Think about that. 80 years old when he was communicated what he was to do. Let's look at Exodus 3, verses 10 to 14. I promise you, if you'll hang with me this morning, this is not long, but there is such profound things in here for each of us in this right now moment that you're in. Now, here's here's this. So now go, I am sending you. This is God communicating this to Moses. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. That's a big call. They were in captivity, if you remember, and God's calling Moses to bring him out. But Moses said to God, I love this because I feel like this is us. Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? In other words, uh, really? Are you kidding me right now? And God said, I will be with you. I want to pause right here because some of you are in moments where you're probably looking at it and going, I cannot do this. And God's going, but I will be with you. And that's a good thing that you should celebrate if you are called and looking at something that has you scared in the natural. Because that means you need the supernatural to accomplish it, which means you need God to show up. That's a good moment. Can I tell you as a nation, I believe the reason why we're in the condition that we're in is because we stopped needing God. And that's why we ended up where we are right now. We're in a bad shape because of the, uh, we got, we are, we are a prosperous nation. And can I tell you, when you see people flourish and prosper, oftentimes you see them not need God. You can read about it throughout scripture. And God said, I will be with you. And this will be a sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. And out of Moses insecurity, he tries to negotiate with God. Check this out in verse 13. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me. And they ask me, what is his name? What shall I tell them? So that's Moses insecurity right there. Like, like, okay, what am I going to do about this? And check out how secure God is. I love this. God is like a baller shot caller right here. He goes, he says to Moses, I am who I am. And that is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent you. Mic drop. God right there. Mic drop. Walk away. Like, I am sent you. I love that. So our takeaway from this passage is that when you feel insecure and don't know what to do, God is secure, and he for sure knows what to do and when to do it and knows the appointed time and the anointed time, and he'll clue you in. So we press into God. Exodus 4, verse 10 to 13, this gets better. So Moses said to the Lord, pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. In other words, you called me to do this. I'm not speaking any better. I'm not stuttering any less. You called me to do this. I still have all of my deficiencies. None of that left just because you called me. Can I tell you when God calls you, it's not going to be puff, magical, like, oh my goodness, I'm so equipped now. No, we're going to need God, and that's a good thing. I hope this is speaking to somebody right now who's staring at a moment and going, I don't know what to do. I'm not any more eloquent now that you've called me than I was before. Same guy, same thing right here going on. 
pardon me, I don't know what to do. I'm slow of speech. I stutter, Lord. What, what am I supposed to do with this? Verse 11, the Lord said to him, who gave human beings their mouths? <laughs> Again, God with the mic drop. Like, like who gave you a voice to begin with? You going to tell me what you can't do with that mouth? I gave you that mouth. I brought you in this world. I will take you out of this world. Like that's, that's God right there. Like a typical parent. Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? I love that. I see a little sarcasm from God right there. Now go. I'll help you speak. I will teach you what to say. But Moses said, pardon your servant, Lord. Can you send somebody else? (laughs) I mean, I woke up this morning and had to preach to y'all. And I got to be honest with you. There's times where I'm like, Lord, could you send somebody else? Anybody ever been there? Can I, can I see like every hand? Because those of you that are lying will have an altar call at the end. Like, hey, can, can you send somebody else? Did I, like, I, where's the, where's eject? Where's eject? Anybody ever been there? Like some of y'all are like, yeah, I was here on the way in. So I want to give you three ways to live more securely that'll snuff this out. Because I, I really want you guys to just not hear a, a, a rehearsed message with a bunch of things that are just scriptural. I want you to really sense the presence of the Lord that he actually, he cares. He's, he's watching you in this moment. And while you're totally freaked out, he's going, ha ha, I got a plan. And if you could only press into me and draw into me, I will show you, but I'll show you when I want to show you what you need to know. Maybe what right now, maybe what God is trying to do is get all the fear out of you. Because a scared world needs a fearless church right now. Yeah, the greatest thing you could do is walk confidently in knowing who you are in Christ and what he's called you to. That's the greatest witness that you could possibly give to the world right now. I mean, things are cray cray right now. Just flip on the news. I flipped it on this morning and I was like, nope, turn it off. Can't have it. Not in my house. I I couldn't do it. And it doesn't matter what news network you listen to. It's all the same stuff. What's blowing up? Who's shooting who? Things are crazy right now. There's one thing that's the fix. One thing that's the ticket. It's cling to Jesus. Cling to Jesus. Three ways to live more securely. And number one is don't put your security in anything that can't sustain it. This is why God said to Moses, tell the people I am sent you. In other words, don't do this in your strength. Nobody cares that you've sent you. God has sent you. I am sent you. Your security can't come from people or stuff or family. It's got to come from God. Anyone who isn't surrendered to God and anyone who hasn't gone all in with God will have a lot of insecurities because you are your own God when you aren't surrendered to the Lordship of God. When I try to do things in my strength, I fail every time because I'm little G, not big G. I'm not big God. And when I try to be God, man, it does not work out. When I try to play God and play like I know the timing or I know what it is that he's doing in every, there's times where you got to go, Lord, I'm going to lift my hands in the air and wave them like I just don't care because I really don't get it. I don't get it. We don't have to understand everything. All we have to understand is his ways and that his ways are better than ours. So when we don't know what to do, I cast all my cares upon you. Remember that song? And anytime I don't know what to do, I will cast all my cares upon you. 
And that I've, I've been saying that the past couple of months because I believe that's where God wants us to be, is surrender to, I don't know what to do, but what I know is that your ways are great, and I'm going to speak life over this situation, understanding that there's power of life and death in the tongue. So I'm gonna just going to supernaturally declare, God, you're doing great things. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Man, the feeling one is hard because we're such a feeler generation. You could be secure when your trust is put in God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the same work that he did in Moses, he can do in me. Isn't that good? Same thing he did with Moses. I called you. You have a speech impediment. You stutter. It's okay. Ain't no thing but a chicken wing. I got you. Our posture is that, God, I know who I am as a son or a daughter, and I thank you, Lord, that you're moving on my behalf, and it's already done. You're my provider. You've got it covered. My father cares. My father is Jehovah Jireh. He owns a thousand cattle on a hill, so I don't need to worry about running short. Somebody asked me this week, you know, there are times I feel like you're a prosperity preacher. I said, yeah, guilty. I believe that God causes us to prosper when, he dwell, when we dwell in his presence. I, I'm not, I didn't drive in in a Bentley. I'm not like, you know, trying to give planes away and see if God will give me three more. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. But I'm going to be, I'm going to give, um, and I'm going to trust that God's going to steward me much for the purpose of his kingdom come and his will be done. Do I want to be a millionaire? Does anybody here not want to be a millionaire? I mean, if, if you don't, please come up for prayer. I want to pray over you. I believe that he will do great things for the purpose of his kingdom. That he increases us for a reason. Again, if you don't want to be a millionaire, let me pray over you after service. Number two, lean into your weaknesses to leverage more of God's power. In 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Can I read that again? Because I I want that to be a profound thing. We're leaning into our weaknesses to leverage more of God's power in 2 Corinthians 12, 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weaknesses. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. In other words, Lord, when I see a shortcoming in me, I get to celebrate you who works through me that I can see you do the work. And you know what? That takes such an element of pressure off of my shoulders that, God, I need you to show up and do this. My weakness and my shortcomings, my deficiency shows God's power that does what only he can do. And then the last point is submit. And man, I'm going to say amen to this one. Submit your self-talk, your ruminating and thoughts to the truth of God's word. So there are times where your mind goes when you're alone. For me, it happens in the shower right before I go to bed. I start to replay the tape of the entire day. And it doesn't stop. When I lay down, I really start to think about things. And I start to sometimes think about the next day. Sometimes I start to get intimidated by things that I know that are coming. Or a meeting that my stomach is like, blah, over. That I know that's coming. And I don't know what to do. And I I start to sometimes talk to myself about it. And you know what? Can I tell you, ruminating on things doesn't help. We need to talk to the Lord about these things. So God doesn't work around our insecurities. He works through them. 
He'll use the image we have of ourselves and pour out his love and show us how much he loves and cares for us. God cares about us and he cares about the little details of our lives. And check this out. I love this. Here's where we're going to make this legal with scripture in Luke 12, verse 7 out of the ESV. Why even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not. You are more, you are of more value than many sparrows. In other words, if he cares about the birds, of course he cares about us. Who has dominion over animals? Of course he cares about you. Of course he cares about the little details. Of course he cares about the things that, that matter to you. Matthew 6, verse 26 to 30, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in the barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. God's got this. God's got this taken care of. Aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all of your worries add a single moment to your life? Can I go ahead and go, no? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their own clothing. I mean, he's trying to make a point here. It's a pictorial. Yet Solomon in all of his glory was, was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have such little faith? These are the red letter words of Jesus, by the way. Notice he goes after our faith. He goes after our belief. Because I think oftentimes God's going, do you not think I'm big enough to cover that? I mean, he's had that conversation with me as early as probably five minutes ago while I'm speaking to y'all. Are, 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 you, are you trusting me? Are, are, are you leaning on me? Because I do this way better than you do. So what are you worried about? Because God cares about the very thing you're looking at that you're going, I am very intimidated by this mountain. And he's going, well, that mountain can be moved. It's nothing for me. See, God cares about you. In this moment where you may feel insecure about yourself, Maybe you feel insecure about the future. Maybe you feel insecure about the direction. But you need to know that God cares and he directs and he causes us to prosper. But our assignment is that we've got to surrender. So I think oftentimes it's not the issue. It's never the issue that God doesn't care. It's the issue that I'm not surrendered. I'm talking about me here. I'm, pers I'm personifying this because this is me I'm talking about. And when you are a, an individual who's got a drive in you, which, by the way, God gave you, life is all about learning to tailor that drive into being his drive and not your drive to where you are moving. When he says go, there's a song, I'll go to the left, when you go to the left, and I'll go to the right, when you go to the right. And that's what it's all about is learning how to navigate the curves of the Lord and go in the direction that he destines for us. And you can only find that when you rest in the presence of the Lord and go, I am done, you take the wheel. I'm going to get in your Uber and watch you drive. I'm just going to put my seatbelt on and go, okay, kick back with my latte, and Lord, you show me. I had to weave coffee in there. See, God cares that we have one homework assignment. Take a deep breath. Give it to God. Surrender to the Lord and stay in obedience to exactly what he says when he says it, and you will never miss the mark. It's that simple. You go, but what if I miss the voice of the Lord? Do you know that he is so gracious 
There are times I've missed the voice of the Lord and he's actually used the very thing that I missed to bring me into a greater direction. That's how gracious and wonderful God is. I have missed the mark and messed up even because of sin in my life and he's used it to get me where I am today because that's just how good he is. You can't abandon the destiny for God. You can't abandon it. God knows where you are. He knows where you want you to be, where he wants you to be, and he'll get you there when he wants to get you there. And he works all things. Everybody say all things, all things. together for the good of those that love him. So my question to you is this. Do you love the Lord? And I want every eye closed. We're just going to seek the Lord for a minute because here's, here's the ministry that I believe is going to take place. And Listen, I want to pray for anybody that's here that maybe you've been dealing with this anxiety of, Lord, I, I just, do you even care? I, I don't know what to do. And I'm, I've got this burden that's on me. And, and, you know, that burden, all you have to do is submit it to the Lord and surrender and say, Lord, here it is. Now do what you want to do. And Father, I thank you this morning that you're doing what only you can do in each of our lives, in our destiny, and over our purpose. Lord, you know who our future spouse is supposed to be. You know, you know where we're supposed to be in our career. You know all things. You know when we're supposed to have kids. So what are we going to do? We're going to give this to you. And we're going to trust you to do a miracle on our behalf. Maybe you're staring at the Red Sea. And God's going, what's in your hand? Moses looks at his hand and he goes, oh, it's a rod. And God says, yeah, it's just a stick. I get it. But just lift that stick up. Because there's authority that God's given you. Now, I want to ask you this this morning. What's in your hand right now that God wants you to be faithful, that he'll use to part a moment that you need parted to see a miracle. What's in your hand right now? Because that's what God's given you to work with. You go, it's just a stick. Well, God's given you that stick for a reason. That stick represents authority. It's the authority you have right now for the moment that you're in right now. And that's all you need to worry about. When they stored up manna for tomorrow, it never worked out. It would spoil. God gave them exactly what they needed, the Israelites, the provision to feed them in that moment. And that's what I believe God is saying to you is stop trying to store up for tomorrow. Just get what you need for today. He'll get you where you need to be. Stop striving. Well, I have anxiety. Stop striving. So, Lord... We take this drink of ice cold water on this hot summer day of knowing that you work all things together for us because we love you. And we trust you that you'll get us where we need to be in the right timing. Lord, we celebrate you. We celebrate you. We celebrate your goodness. Are you guys expecting greatness? Let's stand to our feet this morning. Lord, before we leave, I thank you that even this week, that there will be breakthrough in every area of our life where we need to trust you and see you direct and you, you move. Lord, we just declare your supernatural work. We declare that breakthrough that we've been seeking you for. 
And we thank you, Lord, that you would show up and that you would show off because you care about every little detail in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, if you believe that, would you shout amen? Amen. Yeah. Guys, love y'all. Have a good 4th of July. I'll see you next week. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website, hopecovenant.cc and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.